I'm Michelle Sims, and this is the Beauty in the Mess, a community where people who crave a shift in mindset, personal growth, and connection to like-minded people come together to start rewriting their stories. Through engaging, honest, and insightful conversations, the show will help you embrace the mess to recognize the meanings and the lessons it holds and discover its hidden treasures to help you start making a mindset shift. Let's listen, learn, and reclaim who we were meant to be. Hi, friend. Welcome to the Beauty in the Mess. This show is about how people overcome, triumph, and push through the hurdles that they may stumble across on a daily basis to major catastrophes in their life. They find the gifts, the lessons, the people, the connections, or the beauty in the mess, as I say, and they use those gifts to help turn things around and propel themselves forward instead of letting those bad things hold them back. Hi, I'm Michelle Sims, your host. I'm just a regular person who, along with my family, have had our fair share of messes that we too have had to overcome. And we're even in the middle of a couple right now, which I may share on a future podcast. But along the way, I got curious as to how others get through their messes and even triumph over them. Maybe there's a better way. Maybe there's a faster way. Maybe I can accelerate my journey through what someone else has learned. That started my pursuit. I think we can all learn from each other through the sharing of our experiences, lessons, and knowledge. So join me for episode 12 of the Beauty and the Mess called Overcoming the Hurdles to Entrepreneurship with Aurora Burkhart. Maybe you can relate to this. Have you ever wanted to start your own business, but you were afraid to try? Or maybe friends and family have talked you out of it or discouraged you somehow? Aurora is an entrepreneur, of course, and she's going to share with us how she overcame her own insecurities as well as other people's doubts to pursue her dreams. She worked on herself first, though, through personal development, so she'd be able to be in the right mindset and have the courage to move forth. You might say that she trusted herself enough to give it a try. She has now started her own business, Andiamo Home LLC, and she's even invented her own product, Laundry Buddy, and she has many more products in the pipeline. She feels she is the best version of herself now, and not only does she benefit from that, but everyone around her gets the best version of her as well. So without further ado, let's dive right into today's conversation. Hi, Aurora. Welcome to the Beauty and the Mess. Hi. And thank you so much for being here. We're very happy to have you with us today. And I know your story involves overcoming some of the hurdles to entrepreneurship. And I know for you, the longing to be an entrepreneur started when you were very young. So would you want to take us back to that time frame and tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah. Let's see. My father owns his own business, which was actually started from my Nona, which is grand for times. So I grew around entrepreneurs. My uncles also own their own auto body shop. And I always just thought it was just so fascinating that my dad gets to work for himself. He gets to run his own business. He decides what he wants to do when he wants to come and when he wants to go, what he sees or envision his business moving towards. I just thought that was so fascinating. And I also loved, I would say, the creativity part of entrepreneurship. I'm realizing that's a strong suit of mine. I love to have that freedom to create. I created my own product. That really interests me. So I've always just had gravitated towards that. And I just decided to pursue it in my adulthood. 
That's awesome. I know you mentioned to me that your family kind of discouraged that. So if entrepreneurship, if you don't mind me asking, if it was such a part of your family history, why would they discourage it? For stability. Okay. My father, so he's a clothing contractor. So a lot of the jobs were taken to China in 2008, 2009, where he was really struggling for a bit. And he goes, I don't have a 401k. I don't have a retirement plan. I am my retirement plan, which could be from everyone's different financial goals and planning, but that wasn't the route my dad took. So for him and my mom, they really wanted their daughters to have stability, completely understandable. Oh yeah. Medical field was really pushed. My sisters are both nurses. I tried CNA. I worked in a convalescent home for a bit. And I also tried ultrasound tech school. I love to help people. I really do, but I have too much empathy. I don't have that switch where you can flip on and off and go, okay, I need to put my emotion aside and I need to go and help save this person. I can't do it. It's not for me. I would cry when the people in the convalescent home, my patients would ask why are their daughters or sons not coming to visit them or sending them money so that they can go get their own shampoo. We went to Target once a month instead of what we had at the facility. I'm right with you on that. So it was part of, hey, medical field, people are always going to be sick. Go into that field. And it's a great field, but it's not for me. And with entrepreneurship, it's all on you and you have people relying on you and it's very daunting and it's not for everyone. My dad hated it at times and it's not like he has his passion for it. It kind of just fell into his lap where my Nona needed help because her business partner backed out. So it's not like he necessarily had the passion for it. So I think that's where the deterring came from. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So I know you said that everything changed for you when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. What changed? I think like many people, everyone looked at their life and said, do I enjoy my job? Do I enjoy my friends? Do I enjoy my family? Am I where I want to be in life? Am I just wasting time? We don't always have as much time as we think we're going to have. Also, I was pregnant with my second son and I'm sitting there and I just realized if they ask me, mommy or like my oldest, are you happy with your life? Or are you doing what you want to do? Are you where you want to be? My answer was no. And I was not giving everyone the best version of myself because I myself was not my best version. And that just woke me up to, I really, really, really want to pursue this idea I have, but I am not the person that I need to be in order to create that product, to start that business. So I just finally was sick of my own stories that I was telling myself and decided to start working on all the areas of my life that needed to be changed. How do you even know what areas need to be changed? I mean, other than I obviously mindset, you have to be in the right frame of mind, but how did you know what else needed to change? I would say mindset was the biggest one. I had no confidence in myself as an entrepreneur. I didn't think I could invent something. I didn't even think that I could go and start a business and tell people, hey, listen to me, I have an idea. So self-confidence Also, I think it would just say self-awareness to be aware of my strengths and my weaknesses and what I needed to work on in order to be where I am now. I'm not where I want to be 100% where I am now, but 
I'm a lot closer to who I want to be than I was two years ago. And I think that's the whole part about personal development is you're never going to have 100% end goal. Like, okay, I made it because you're always evolving. Right. We're human beings. There's always going to be new chapters that raises new trials for us or a level of awareness that we didn't know that was a problem ourselves. So I thought it was very interesting that you mentioned confidence because I'm learning that for me, confidence only comes with the action of doing right. The more you do it, Mm -hmm. you start to feel a little better about it. You start to get in a little more of your own flow. So how did you overcome that hurdle? Or did you find another way to become confident? Or what did that look like for you? I would say my biggest thing was subjectively looking back and auditing all these aspects of my life and saying, okay, why am I perfectionist? Why do I think that I can't go out there and do this because I have no experience, but I need experience. Right. Very true. It's just a vicious cycle, (laughs) but I'm a realtor. And I was like, I don't want to advertise myself because I have no experience. I'm helping someone buy their dream home and the hard earned money. That is a huge responsibility. I don't want to screw it up. And I'm like, well, how am I going to get that experience if I don't go out there and actually do this? So I think it was being aware of where I need to work. I then started going to therapy which I think every single person on this earth should go to therapy. <laughs> Probably more now than ever with all the craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially with the pandemic and how mental health has declined. So I started going to therapy and just pinpointing, okay, well I'm this way. Right. Because I was conditioned to think this. I was conditioned to think you're not going to succeed being an entrepreneur. Go do something safe. I was conditioned to think, well, everyone has an idea and so be it, whatever. Why are you special? Or why do you think that you can't go get a nine to five? Why is that not for you? So I really just had to sit back and go, okay, who am I really? And just follow my intuition that I've silenced for so long. That's a gutsy thing to do, really. It is. And it's scary, especially when you have a family, because I want to chase this passion of mine, but I have a family to think about. Right. So I can't, <laughs> I can't die on that hill. Exactly. It's finding a balance like anything in life. Sometimes that takes a lot of bravery. And that I think that kind of replaces confidence, really. <laughs> it's the bravery part of just doing it, being afraid, but going ahead and doing it anyway. Yeah. Do you think that the therapy is what helped you change the track that you play to yourself in your mind? Those little nagging things that a lot of us say to ourselves. And like you were saying, I can't do this. Or why are you so special? Yeah. Is that the therapy that helped you change that part of your mind? I would say it's a combination. So it's a combination of therapy. I also meditate. I really need to learn. And I think what people are so afraid of is you need to sit with your thoughts. We do things constantly to make ourselves busy, to not think, because I think people know deep down inside, if they go and sit down with themselves, like for a weekend, you don't go watch TV, you don't go on social media, you sit and you listen to your thoughts. I think it's going to tell you, hey, I'm not happy. It's so much easier. Very true. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. It's so much easier. And it is. And it's hard. I just woke up one day and I just was like, that's it. That's enough. I'm not a what if person. I lived in California with my family 
I never felt like California was for me, even at the age of 10. Oh, wow. People were like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to get out of here. Wow. They're like, why? I just, I don't like it. And then I'm older. I'm like, it's expensive. It's crowded. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. There's so many great aspects to California, 110%. But it's not for me. So... I think it's just following your intuition. There's a reason it's there and it's telling you what you need to do. You just have to say, you know what? I would rather go and listen to my intuition and try and try and try and try than be the person that sat back and made fun of people for trying because that's not the social norm. Absolutely. So as you change your mindset and you're ready to tackle entrepreneurship, Have you always had an idea of what kind of company you were going to start or did that come after? Like I said, as a kid, I always gravitated towards it, but no, I didn't know what I want to do. I mean, it adds a clothing contractor. So they tell him what to make. Right. And I would sketch designs for my dad, like, oh, dad, this bathing suit is so cute. You should make these and sell these. He's like, that's not what I do. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, I would start a newspaper and go around our neighborhood and try to have this little part where you have to go to the next door neighbor and interact with each other to start this little community. I always was doing these little projects, I guess you could say. And it wasn't until, I don't know, say age 23, I had the idea for Laundry Buddy. And I was like, this is really annoying. Your fitted sheet swallows everything up. This doesn't exist. Why doesn't this exist yet? You just make it. It's easy. And then it's not easy. And you come to realize a lot of people have a lot of ideas but it's the execution that matters and also going out there and actually doing it. A lot of people are dreamers, but you have to be a doer. Right. So that was your invention, right? Mm -hmm. So did the invention end up launching the business Yes. or are they two separate? Okay. So once you came up with your product, Mm -hmm. then you started the business to sell the product. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's our, it's our flagship. So it's not the only product that we're going to have, but got to get, this one out of the infant stages, (laughs) pay attention to anything else. So I'm curious, was your husband on board with this from the get-go or did you have to sway him? (laughs) I like to say, so my husband, I love him so much. He's a very simple-minded man. So when I said, when he, we met at the ages of 16 and 17. Oh, wow. So when he met me, he go, what do you want out of life? And I said, I don't want to live here. And I don't really know what I want to do. I think I want to do something along the lines of entrepreneur, but I just don't know what it is yet. I tried so many routes. Like I've said, I went to college and tried to get a major in communications. I tried to do all these things and I didn't feel right. So then he came and I said, I want to go to Colorado. And he goes, okay. So he looks at Colorado. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. We can move here. I said, Hey, I really want a a rental property. It'll be really great for us. I took some convincing and now we have a rental property. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to do this. This isn't my passion, but sure, I'll help you in whatever way I can. I'll support you in whatever way I can. So he's supportive in how he can. He's not like, okay, let's sit down every day and let's think about something. And (laughs) we got to do this for marketing. We got to do this and this and this. It's more me guiding it, but he's along for the ride. He's along for the ride. (laughs) At least he's not a roadblock. No, no. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I probably tire him out. Yes. With all my ambitions. So as far as personal development with the entrepreneurship, do you feel like that's an ongoing thing? I mean, you're going to continue pursuing other avenues. Oh, yes. I think 
there's a quote and it says, or some people live the same day for 50 years. Obviously they eat different foods. Maybe they go on a vacation here and there, but they don't evolve. They stay in the same mindset. They stay in their comfort zone. And honestly, that terrified me hearing that some people live the same day for 50 years. And that just gave me the chills. And I thought, oh, well, that's a fear of mine. That is a scary thought. Yeah, it's so cliche, but we just have one life. I want to see how far I can take it. I want to see how many glass ceilings I can break for myself. I just want to arrive to my grave, skid it up, bruise and go... <laughs> that was a ride, man. I feel like I got my money's worth instead of trying to claw out and say, Nope, I'm not done. I should have done this. I should have done this. I want to forever keep pushing myself. I think that's an awesome attitude. It can be exhausting. It may be exhausting. I call myself a lifelong learner Yeah, because I always want to continually learn. I don't want to be stagnant. Mm-hmm. Everything you learn yeah. helps you in one area of your life or another. And if it's not the business, then it's your personal life yeah. or family life or whatever. So I think it's very important for people to keep learning. Yeah. Plus it stimulates the brain and we all have to have that from a health aspect. Yeah. And I think if you think about it, if you're a parent, there's so many different stages you go through and there's so many needs that your child needs from you in different aspects of their life. So you are always evolving as a parent because you have to keep exactly meeting their needs, which you should, right? So I feel like that as our life, we're always going through different stages, a new career, a new relationship, maybe becoming a parent or coming towards the end of your career. I mean, life is always evolving, whether we want to or not. Exactly. So why not make the most of it? Exactly. Yeah. Do the most, help out the most, just share your light with the world. You just got to help make it a better place. And I think we're going to do that if we keep evolving. I do too. Obviously with entrepreneurship, I feel like the biggest gift is probably the freedom. Like you were talking about earlier, you work for yourself and you have those those leeways. But what other gifts do you think came out of becoming an entrepreneur? Were there other gifts or lessons or anything you'd like to share with us? The product I invented, Laundry Buddy, is to help you do your laundry more efficiently and to give back your time and money that you deserve. And I think the other ideas that I have that have not come into fruition they all align with that. I really just want to help people live their life efficiently. And I think that's just the goal is just to do everything efficiently so that we're the best making the best of everything. And then also, of course, it's the freedom to pursue things that make me happy, personal development, meditation, being able to be present with my family and really giving them that best version. Right. It's just all domino effects. To me, looking into your life, it looks like you're, to me, you're giving your sons the the gift of knowing to take the risk on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. To put yourself out there and go for your dreams. Don't just sit back and have all those regrets at the end of the road, like you were saying. So you're giving them that gift too, I feel like. Yeah. And there's another saying, it's like, if you focus more on you, everything else is going to fall into place. So I try to teach my sons emotional intelligence. I mean, the the almost four-year-old gets it. Like this morning, 
He goes, mommy, I know you were frustrated. I know you chose to be frustrated with me because I was jumping off my bed. Oh, because last night I'm sitting here in my office. I'm trying to do things and he's above jumping off his bed. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I tell him, we have control over our emotions. Our emotions do not have control over us. So he said, mommy, I know you chose to be frustrated because I was jumping off my bed. And I'm sorry, I was jumping off my bed. I was like, yes, we're probably getting somewhere. <laughs> That's funny for my four-year-old. <laughs> I know, not even four yet, but I really try to teach him because what helped me become where I am now was emotional regulation, emotional intelligence, personal development. If you work on you, if you give yourself the best version of yourself, then everyone else gets to too. You can't pour from an empty cup. I see that as a gift too, because so many of us, like I'm a mom of four, I'm a caregiver. You feel like you're selfish. Yeah. If you want to work on yourself. And so you battle that. So I feel like that was a gift that you gave yourself too to say, Hey, if I invest in me, then I'm, I'm still helping everyone else, which is absolutely true. It's just hard for a lot of us to do that. Oh, it is. And it's so hard balancing the role of being a mother, of being a wife, of being a friend, of being yourself. Right. It's just all these identities and it's just trying to find a balance. But yeah, I mean, you really got to put yourself first in so many ways or else everyone else is getting the short end of the stick. And I think that's the part we all fail to see. You know what I mean? We think we're helping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't realize that we're mm-hmm. coming up a little short for them just because we haven't invested in ourselves. Yes. It all makes the world go around. <laughs> when you actually pour into yourself. It really does. Cause it's just a ripple effect into every person you come into contact with driving, going in the grocery store, just work. If you're not fulfilled because you are constantly putting yourself last, everything else goes down. <laughs> so what would you say to somebody who's listening, perhaps that has always wanted to become an entrepreneur or it's a dream of theirs? What advice would you give them? from Les Brown, where he says, you imagine you're on your deathbed and you're surrounded by the ghosts of unfulfilled potential. Oh, wow. Ideas you never acted on, the version of yourself that you never became. And they say, we came to you. You didn't bring us to life. And now we all have to go to the grave together. How many ghosts do you want to bring with you? So my thing is, if you think that you're truly happy, with where you're going in life. Absolutely great. Even if it's completely different from someone else. I just say you have to listen to your intuition. If you hear something saying, what if, what if, what if, let there be no ghost there with you when you get to your deathbed. Go pursue everything you think you want. And if it doesn't work out, you tried. There's no what if. There's no failing unless you didn't learn anything and you gave up. But if you learn something, it's not failing. Very true. So I just say, just go. Don't listen to anyone else. It's your life. You're the one that has to live it and go to sleep every single night. Not them. <laughs> it's your thoughts you have to deal with. Uh, that's very powerful, I think. Thank you. So that's what I go by. <laughs> so is there anything we haven't talked about that you would want to share? Or do you think we covered most of it? I think that's it. 
So before we hop off, do you want to tell us a little bit about your company? Sure. So we started on Diama Home and we launched in March. And our one product that we have right now is called Laundry Buddy, which is a clip that you're going to put onto your fitted sheets so that they don't swell up the rest of your other bedding or clothing. And also some people have purely bought it because you can clip a pair of your socks together. Oh, wow. And you don't. Yeah, I looked at online. It's very, and that's very true. Your, your fitted sheet does swallow everything. Then you're trying to untangle everything and put them all back in because they're all still wet. I got fed up with it. I was done. And the great thing too is with Laundry Buddy, you can do it on any spin cycle. You could do the hottest water, cold water, bleach, fabric softener, anything that you normally put in with your laundry. It's not going to harm it and it's going to stay on. And also it was funny. We sent it to a TikTok creator and she found a way to put it on her bras. Wow. To keep them from unhooking. That would be interesting to see. And keeping their shape. And I was like, oh my God, this thing just has so many uses. I didn't think of that. You should put her video on your website, link to it. Yeah, I did try it and it worked. So I was like, oh, okay. Like anyone else going to come up with anything? Yep. She's going to send one over. So (laughs) yeah, we're going to do that. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So yeah, so that's our product for right now. We do have other products that we do want to make. And it's all with the intent that we really just want to give you time back that you can spend with your family or other aspects of your life instead of performing these mundane tasks. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up, I just want to say I'm very grateful for you joining me today. It's a very interesting story, how you became an entrepreneur, because I think a lot of us harbor that dream but we don't give ourselves the go ahead to chase it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to see somebody who has, hopefully that's going to inspire a lot of people to go after their dreams as well. Yeah. I really, I really hope it does. I really want everyone to just live the life that they really want and just forget everyone else. Just do what makes you happy. It breaks my heart to hear some people who never pursued it or not even just entrepreneur, just, oh, I, I really wanted to be a vet. Or, right. Whatever their dream happens to be. Yeah. And if you have one life, don't you just want to see how happy you can be? It just, it's cliche. I know, but I hope everyone finds that. I think it's fear. Fear stops all of us in our tracks. And Oh, absolutely. And instead of looking beyond it, we get stuck by it. Yeah. The comfort zone is a very dangerous place. <laughs> it is actually. It's very dangerous. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable if you want to get to where you are. (laughs) Very true. But I think that's one of the biggest stumbling blocks because people don't know how to, Mm -hmm. like you said, just sit with that feeling. They think they got to fix it. Yeah. And that's a detriment really, instead of just saying, okay, we're uncomfortable right now, but we're going to get comfortable. We're going to make that our goal. Expand your comfort zone is one guest I had on talked about. It's pretty awesome. Agreed. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed having you today. And I'll put a link to your website and to the laundry buddy in the show notes so people can get to it. Awesome. And is there any other way that you want them to be able to connect to you? I think website's fine because we have like our social media links at the very bottom. Okay. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much. As we wrap up today's episode, I hope Aurora sharing about how her personal development has changed her life and her outcome has helped you in some way. 
with Aurora's story, one thing that stood out to me was that she allowed herself to go for her dreams and had the attitude that the only failure was not trying. She also now feels she's the best version of herself and the mom that her boys deserve. And without even needing to say it, she's paving the way for their creativity and their entrepreneur spirit to shine through if that's the direction they decide to go later in life. She truly feels that if she didn't do the personal development work, she would not have invented her product or started her business. Let that be a lesson to us all. You have to do the work on yourself first before your light can truly shine. As always, I hope this episode helps at least one person. And with that, I hope you have a blessed week, my friend. Thank you for listening to The Beauty in the Mess. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas you would like to hear about, or you think you would be a great guest on the show, you can reach me directly at thebeautyinthemess.com. Thanks for listening.